Ready, setting, let's go get money. What up, what up, what up? It is your boy, Andy Schultz, the host of Talk Shit or Get Off the Pod. And as always, I'm here with the super producer, Marcus Bikini, a.k.a. The Wolfman. Welcome, motherfuckers. Now, every podcast, your boy, you know, like, I've got, like, Tourette's or, or I don't know what you call it, but I got to go off on a rant just to get it out of my system before we get into the structured topics. So let me just bring up a little thing called what I like to call the China myth. Now, anybody and everybody I talk to from all political spectrums in this country, the United States, that being, because I know we international, worldwide, by word of mouth. But in the United States, because we are the uh, superpower, um, everybody gets a little bit sensitive out here. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Independent, Libertarian, Democrat. Uh, almost to a T, everybody says China's kicking our ass. And it's almost like they use the same term, too. That's how you know it's not legitimate. Like, kicking ass? What does that mean? Um, let me just break a few things down. Just very basic, quick. China is a country. Countries are run by people. Countries have problems. People have problems. You might have noticed that uh, we had a Great Depression back in the early 30s. You might have noticed that we had a Great Recession, 2008, 2009. Various things can screw a country up. And it's not because, you know, we uh, mismanage. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, but not as a country, technically. However, China is supposed to just be on this, like, upward trajectory all the way up, kicking our ass, nothing we can do about it. bro. They have 1.7 billion people. We only have 300 million. Let me tell you something. You know what the advantage of China is? Is that they do have a 1.7 billion person uh, pool of talent to uh, pull from when it comes to, uh, you know, like innovating, um, getting them in the sector, improving. That's nice. Guess what the advantage the United States has? We have an 8 billion person pool to pull from. Because guess what? Everybody in the world's allowed to come to the United States. Nobody is allowed to come to China. Unless you want to sell your soul. I mean, you could sell your soul out here in Hollywood. But I mean, that's a whole different ballgame. We're talking on macro country scales. Let's just get this off the table because this is the most egregious thing ever. They literally have a concentration camp actively going on right now of over a million people. Okay? A concentration camp. Are you Xi Jinping kidding me? How is that sustainable in itself? It's not. It's not. Now, I just wanted to get that off the table because a lot of people don't like to talk about it. You know, people who do business in China, Nike, I'm talking to you. Um, did you see like, uh, not The Rock, but what's his name? Uh, Cena, John Cena, who's my boy? 
actually very progressive liberal. Um, he's done a lot of like uh, PSAs for the LGBTQ community. Seems like a great guy. He had to do like some sort of like 10, 20 minute like a hostage video apology uh, that for China because he had mentioned Taiwan. Whoo! Now, not Chinese Taipei, as they would like us to call them. It's Taiwan. So a little bit of background is China claims they own Taiwan. The United States uh, says no, but... In order to get along, to get along, we decided with China that we'll, we'll respect the one China policy in rhetoric. So we won't say Taiwan's in its own country. We like don't really have uh, diplomatic relationships with them like out front. Um, however, we do deal with them um, on the side and we do have an, well, like a, obligation it's not like a, the obligation we have with japan and um south korea but to protect them um so there's taiwan there's what they're doing in hong kong one of the biggest financial sectors in the world and there was supposed to be a hundred year deal once the british gave uh hong kong back to the chinese that there was going to be um it was going to be what like it was either same country, two systems, two countries, two systems. Like, like Hong Kong was going to be technically owned by the Chinese, but they were allowed to operate um, under their own rule and law. Well, that, um, that's been slowly, slowly deteriorating away. And luckily, the young people of Hong Kong aren't putting up with that shit. So, like, you know, it, it was called the Umbrella Movement at first. This happened a few years back. And then it started up again, but it was during COVID. And this time, a little bit less um, unsuccessful because China was able to pass some laws where now, like, the only free press that was left in Hong Kong uh They've arrested basically all of the management of that newspaper. Um, if uh, China doesn't approve of somebody who gets elected in Hong Kong, they can veto it. So there's the Hong Kong mess. A lot of people fear that, you know, if Hong Kong goes down, then Taiwan goes down because they're kind of in similar situations. The, the difference being Hong Kong is an international financial hub. So I feel like that there is a lot of room here for the international community to check China on Hong Kong. And as long as we can check them on Hong Kong, then I think we can hold back from them trying to do anything with Taiwan. Now, when I say that is because Hong Kong, there's this money, 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 money. It's, you know, it is the uh, Asia, New York City or... Uh, or London, you know, it's a, it, it is a financial hub. So if companies and, and countries start pulling money out of Hong Kong because they can't trust it, well, I think you might see our boy Xi Jinping, a.k.a. Winnie the Pooh. Yes, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Google it. Unless you're in China, then you can't Google it. They literally block pictures of Winnie the Pooh because he looks like him. Not kidding, but Google it. Now... <laughs> 
Now, okay, so those are those are two. So those are the problems. Concentration camp, trying to step up on Hong Kong and break the agreement, and then Taiwan. There's you know tensions are flying. You want to fight? that something that you think is can benefit some people or do you think it's going to be because my understanding is they're going to spend x amount of dollars like i think it's like 67 billion dollars in this infrastructure plan to basically create jobs and to promote trade amongst all these countries um it is it something that you think is going to be somewhat beneficial or do you think it's two people there or do you think it's going to be just corrupt with uh you know the authoritarianism that is in china uh, well, as your boy does, I have thoughts. So, uh, just to preface it, China usually and um, historically has been like, we're the center of the world, and they weren't really into expansionism. You know, they weren't like imperialistic Japan, like, which, you know, Japan needed, you know, back in the day, like they needed, they had more people they needed to start going to get resources in order to sustain the empire. China typically hasn't been like that. Like, they they just want to, like, you know, handle their own stuff, and and they don't want anybody else to mess with them. And at, at the same point, they don't like to get involved in other people's affairs. So, like, you know, we, you know, our motto of civil rights, even though we have a lot of, and when I say we, I mean the United States, because I know we global. Um, but like, you know, we try to speak out against, you know, atrocities and human rights around the world. And we still have a lot to do here at home. So so this Belt Road Initiative, um, there's multiple layers why it's beneficial to China. But this but first and foremost, this is unusual for them and a leap into expansionism. So do you think it's mainly to compete with the U.S.? Um, you know, it seems like there's always been a, a capitalistic rivalry between the two. Um, do you think it's mainly now that, you know, with things that happened this past presidency um, and even, you know, leading up, I always feel like the narrative is that there's always contention between the U.S. and, and China. Um, do you think they're basically like, all right, well, if we can't work together anymore or... Uh, we're just going to be rivals and we're going to look elsewhere to like invest in other countries and whether it, it's beneficial to them or not, um, the other countries that being, um, do you think it's, you, you don't think it's something to be worrisome about at all or you don't think they can actually be the superpower that they um, are trying to make themselves to be? Well, hmm, those are a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> no, I do... 100% think that it's beneficial for China to do this expansion, the Belt Road Initiative. I mean, I mean, it, this really is like a modern day version of the Silk Road, right? Yeah, it's this, it's the Silk Road on steroids. Um, however, I don't think that it's hard to see, I guess, from my vantage, but maybe it is if you're a poor African uh, country that needs infrastructure. 
But what to me, China's doing this because they might be running out of resources. These are untapped resources. So once they're once they've built that, you know, infrastructure and, you know, X country, um, guess what? They're gonna take, you know, like that's theirs now. And and if you have something to say about it, you know, you're not in a position to because it's China. Yeah, what I was reading on, um, specifically in uh, Pakistan. Uh, they have a road that um, I forget the range of mountains, what they're called, but um, it's pretty difficult to uh, ship goods back and forth through this specific area of Pakistan. And uh, China is going to build the infrastructure there, where now where the travel time used to be by boat, which was like an hour to ship any sort of goods from point A to point B within Pakistan. Um, it's going to take something like five minutes now. But the trade deficit between these two countries, between China and Pakistan, is, you know, I forget the exact percentage, which I should have, but it's really unfair. So, like you said, um, I think because they're able to spend as much money into infrastructure and invest in these countries, they're really going to have the last say in everything that, that goes on with, that, with the country. Um, again, but there is that other side of the coin where there are businesses in Pakistan, like business owners that are um, really excited about the uh, infrastructure and how it's going to stimulate their economy. Um, so I guess it's it's really, it's been, it's definitely beneficial for one more than the other, but I can see how this topic is just kind of conflicting. At least for me, that's how I was feeling. I'm like, well, you know, jobs can be made, infrastructure will be built, but, you know, if someone wants to pull the rug out from under the other, it is definitely going to be China. Yeah, that's right. And um, that's uh, why that when Barack Obama was president, they, and this was controversial for different reasons on both sides of the spectrum out here in the United States, uh, which was the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And, you know, like a lot of... um, let's say like on the democratic side, a lot of like the labor movements were thinking like, well, no, this is just going to like lower wages for American, like the average American worker. And um, that was their beef with it. Uh, The Republicans beef with it was, um, oh, it's a black president. So yeah, we don't want to get on that. (laughs) Chef fired, allegedly. But, um, you know, but my point is, no, it's just they were they the Republicans didn't want to do anything that Barack Obama did, like wanted to do, regardless if it was something that they wanted to do. Just go see um, Obamacare. Like who wrote that? Mitt Romney. Who passed it in Massachusetts? Mitt Romney. Who actually wrote the bill? The Heritage Foundation. OK, but uh, I digress. <laughs> but the TPP was supposed to be an agreement with a bunch of the, uh, you know, the Asian company or Asian company, Asian countries, Pacific Island countries, anybody who's like kind of in that, that realm and all together, those countries combined, like the amount of spending power that we would have, um, would just, just flex so hard on China that they wouldn't be able to check these little countries that don't have as much, you know, like Vietnam, the Philippines. I mean, unfortunately, that got squashed 
you know, with the last administration, the Donald Trump administration, almost immediately. And again, because it's a pro-business thing. It's something a Republican would love. But, you know, Barack Obama came up with it. Um, so what happened right after that, though, was China was uh, decided, OK, well, and I don't even know if it was China. It was like these other countries like, well, if we can't rely on the United States, we're going to rely on China. So so that's the thing with this, you know, uh, Belt Road Initiative is, yeah, it's beneficial for these countries, what they're doing with the, the infrastructure. However, we should be the ones in there playing and we're trustworthy. Like we, you know, like we have a track record of building up countries and standing by our word. Okay. To play devil's advocate, though, like, do you, can you see how maybe like, you know, countries like Pakistan and Iran wouldn't want us to like get involved with their, uh, you know, affairs. I know like to me, it just seems like there's a lot of similarities that, and, and this is an over exaggeration that I kind of see with like the capital capitalist mentality that China and the U S have, you know, um, or maybe it's more of an imperialist, um, outlook with their policies. Yeah. I was going to say, cause China is, uh, yeah, there's, uh, Exactly. They're a communist party, if you if you ask that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, sorry, I forgot what was going with this. Um, do Iran and Pakistan want us? Like, yeah. Do they trust, like, yeah. Do they trust us do, as much do, as China? Especially after like this last administration. It's like, I, I do think our, um, our foreign policy uh, is, our credibility at least has gone down a lot. You know, I think we are making differences now, but. Um, do you see a possibility of the U.S. actually like making better relations with, you know, other countries internationally? I think, I think without, without a doubt, doubt we, we already have. have, uh, uh, have, we, have got we got back, back to where, where we, we were? were? Absolutely not. Uh, it's been six months since Biden's got in. Um, they There is a new uh, proposed agreement that's like the TPP. Um, that They added a couple letters to it. Like, I don't know, like. <laughs> like a couple words, I should say, but yeah. Um, however, uh, the Biden administration is not really addressing it because they, I think they really, really want to get these uh, domestic infrastructure deals done. And they don't like, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean that, that like, like Biden was in the Senate and, you know, like in his, I heard him say once, you know, he's like, he's like timing is everything when you're, when you're bringing in legislation. So you could bring in like the best legislation that almost everybody agrees on. However, um, if it's the bad, if it's the wrong timing, it's just, just going to die, you know? So, so you have to, you know, like it's complicated. You have to pick and choose like what's on the top of the agenda. Um, but, but Iran and Pakistan are two different countries. Um, Pakistan receives the, it's like, it's Egypt, it's it's uh, Israel, and then it's Pakistan, who receives the most federal funding from the United States every single year. It's a billion dollars. And Pakistan, um, you know, uh, was letting us use uh, some of their like their airspace and uh, and travel routes to get into Afghanistan and provide supplies. But yeah, we give them a billion dollars a year because they're such a great country. No, we give them a billion dollars a year because 
they have a nuclear bomb and they're on the border of India who also has a nuclear bomb. And so basically you pay them off, try to keep them stable so they don't do anything crazy with their bomb. However, there there's reports that uh, things have already gone crazy. Like their nuclear bombs are not secure. Which make which makes it makes you feel good when the Taliban like you know is just chilling. <laughs> um, so what do you think then? Uh, do you think the U.S. will like um, revoke these funds if you know some of these deals with China go through? Um, not with Pakistan necessarily, but uh, yeah, like Egypt or like some sanctions or something. Yeah, well, Egypt. Well, okay, well, how about this? Pakistan was harboring. Bin Laden and the equivalent of like where our in like our army was at West Point. Yeah, like where West Point is in the United States, which is, you know, just outside of DC. That is the equivalent of where Obama or Osama bin Laden was staying for ten years. Uh, in Pakistan. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so the sh- the shit's complicated. Yeah. No no easy answers. So if we bring it back to money, like, let's say, looking at this deal uh, in terms of, like, China just making a pure business deal to benefit themselves, like, how, how do you feel about it? Do, are you feeling like, yes, there's, um, ben- like, the benefits outweigh, like, the potential problems that it may have in terms of, um, like, what, uh, in terms of, like, I guess, the U.S.'s status in the world? Um do you think it's a smart move for China? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like if we were if if we were China, we would be doing this. We we should have been doing this. Like I've always thought, like like how like Africa is so so underdeveloped. Like the first humans came out of Africa. Yet how it's how how is this the most undeveloped continent in the in the world? And you're telling me there's not resources there to be had. At the same time, people love like you know, like you know, like the wildlife and and stuff like that. Like, so you, there's a, you know, it's like we have, we have morals and like we want to like like preserve things, but also do well for the the world. To an extent, I know people you know could get cynical and say, "Oh fuck that," like you know, but no, but seriously, like China is in it for China. Right. That's usually how yeah. that works. Yeah. Uh, George W. Bush, um, you know, for all of his flaws, he started this um, uh, HIV AIDS initiative in Africa and probably saved 50, 100 million lives with uh, medication for HIV in Africa. Like that, like it didn't it didn't um, directly benefit us as a country prof like like in a profit motive. Yeah, it's great that we uh, dedicated 500 million um, vaccine shots to the uh, poor nations of the world. Well, well, that actually means 250 million people getting vaccinated, right? Because it's two shots. Again, nice. But we had 8 billion people in this country or world. So I think we should start acting like the most powerful nation in the world like we are. And we need to go full on and go into these countries, India included, and start like like with the with with the military, 
the Red Cross and start vaccinating these countries. And just, and they'll remember that shit. They will remember it because uh, China has already given out. Speaking of, they gave vaccines to Pakistan. But 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 reports are the Pakistanis are pissed because because they're only 50 percent effective or 60 percent effective. So like and we just do it better. We just have to do it like this is the thing with investing in infrastructure. Yeah, it costs money, but you get a multitude of returns on it. Yes, diplomacy and soft power, is, you know, it costs money and effort. But when you do it, the returns are so, so much greater. So so what do you OK, so this might go into another conversation, but because um, I do think you're right. So, you know, I would argue that there's people here at home that um, feel like, you know, our country isn't paying attention to the people enough, uh, you know. And to go to other countries to give these vaccines. And the vaccines are another thing, right? Like there's people that are all, you know, there's conspiracies about them. There are people that are all about them or people that don't want anything to do with them. Don't think that it works at the end of the day. Um, And how would how would you, I guess, argue with someone or at least try to convince someone that um, going paying attention to other countries um, and investing in our foreign policy is going to be beneficial to us now because you know you said the timing is everything like is now the right time to invest in a program like that or is something like biden's infrastructure sorry biden's infrastructure deal more beneficial to us right now both so you think we can do both at the same time yeah we can we can 100 percent do both at the same time because right now if you want a vaccine in the united states there is no line you can go get it right now our problem is uh, convincing the vaccine hesitant, um, the fake news about it. Like that's that's our the information battle is our problem right now uh, inside this country. But um, is it beneficial to go to these other countries? Let me just uh, like mention these two. Like there are like small events that happened. You know that you might have read about World War One. World War Two. Now, what was the difference between the two? World War One, we won because that's what we do, Americans. Um, but no, World War One. What happened was we beat Germany, and then we punished them for for starting the war, and then we put these heavy, heavy, heavy fines on them, and basically made it impossible for them to ever like like recover as a country and we just turned them into this like angry debt ridden country and that led to the rise of a populist asshole you know named Adolf (laughs) but so we learned from our lesson uh after that and that's when we after we won world war ii we implemented the marshall plan and so instead of like taxing these people for starting a war instead we started building up the countries like what are the like biggest economies you know in the in the world like germany japan are these like are those are those coincidences no it's because we built them up yeah so that's that's the proof in the pudding right there proof in the pudding like i mean the ebola virus like you know on a very very smaller scale during obama you know like like that was scary and you know, what he did was he sent in the marines 
and he probably saved you know millions of lives or or the we prolonged a pandemic until you know we had to get you know jesus yeah so so no like and yeah doing for and such a fraction such a fraction of our budget yeah, we you have know. so much wealth here. And 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 what we spend money on too, I think um we can definitely prioritize those funds to to help others for sure. And it's only going to like like you said, it's an investment. So when you invest in other countries and you build them up or invest in people and build them up, like it's the returns will be will be better. They remember that, man. Trust. So do you want them to remember China or do you want them to remember the United States? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's the that's the problem, right? I think uh, China has more, you know, it's communist country, communist party, and it's just like they're able to just make shit happen the way they want to happen. You know, the people at the top, I think there is a little more democracy here for sure. Um, and again, the last administration, I think, just like unfurled like all like you know infrastructure plans like even to prevent something like a viral outbreak like covid like obama had um had systems in place to um uh act appropriately when something like this happens but because we had you know king pinocchio in our fucking office like i just feel like uh everything kind of went to shit so no i agree yeah reputation means everything that's why i like the like you know, like the first meeting we have with the Chinese, uh, we, you know, we try to hit them on human rights and they're like, well, what about George Floyd? Black Lives Matter. You know, they like, so when stuff like that happens, like, you know, it does put like, um, it, it gives us less credibility and, uh, you know, it's like, we don't, what's the, what's the quote? It's like, uh, we don't lead by our power, our power like oh man what is it you know it's like like it's like our example is not our power it's like we lead by the power of our example yeah we lead by the power of our example um he says it a lot but i'm not sure where he got it from um but yeah so it's like we got to be doing like domestic policy is foreign policy we you know like if we want to be that shining beacon on the hill fucking reagan um (laughs) Then, then we have to act like it at home. Well, I mean, I, to play and, devil's advocate, yeah. you know, I do think that they're, uh, again, like when you say, um, well, even when Biden says like timing is everything, um, I think, you know, maybe you have different thoughts about uh, a raise in the minimum wage and the federal minimum wage, but I feel like there was definitely an opportunity to um, make that happen uh, at the beginning of this year. And, um, you know, Democrats didn't want to do it. That's not true. That's not true. What they wanted to do was they they wanted to get it a bill passed through the budget reconciliation uh, deal. And that's a wonky ass like Senate term for as long as it doesn't directly affect the national budget, then you can pass it with 50 votes, which so so that is actually what when I heard Biden say that quote, (laughs) Like he was like telling all he was telling the woke class the squad, he's like he's like listen, we're gonna get the minimum wage up. Just we're not gonna let that stop us from getting these paychecks out, this family care leave out. Like so, we can leave that out of this bill, 
get and, and get a bill passed. And then when the time is right, I mean, minimum wage, like, don't even get me started. $15 an hour, it, like, that's like a Republican starting point. Like it, like that's what's so wrong with the Democrats. Like I personally think it should be twenty, at least twenty dollars an hour minimum wage, but the Democrats, like ten years ago, said fifteen, and here we are still arguing fifteen. Yeah, I mean, and if I, we incorporate inflation, it should be something like, like even like twenty five or something, twenty five, twenty seven dollars. We should say we should just we should just say thirty. That's what the Republicans would do. They would just say some outrageous number, and then all, and and then all of a sudden you're just now you're negotiating to somewhere where you would want to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, clearly, you know, I don't think any single Republican voted uh, uh, yay for that um, for the Amer- the American Care Package. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they all went home. They all went home to their states and bragged about how much money that the state was going to get. Right. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. It's it's pretty disgusting because it does seem like. It, across the board, across, you know, throughout our country, people want it. People want a raise in, in minimum wage. I mean, when we'll get it, I, I don't know when that's going to be, like hopefully this year, but it doesn't give me a lot of hope when um, it does seem like there are, there is this infighting on like the Democrat, like left, woke class, whatever it may be. Um, but I don't think that really um, the squad is a representation of I don't know, like the 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 actual left in my eyes, you know. It's not. It's not. They're 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 just the loudest, um, and and guess what? They're welcome. They're welcome to the party. I just you know I just like politicians who knew who know what they're doing and get laws passed. So so I'm not saying that AOC and the homegirls uh, aren't like advocating for righteous things what i'm saying is that you have to you have to get stuff done like you know nancy pelosi takes so much heat like like even from from democrats like my little brother who's like a hardcore democrat fucking hates nancy pelosi and i'm like well, like why because she's the most effective house speaker of all time because all she does is get bills passed like you know like that's the people i like like She'll take the heat. Hate her. She doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, that's why she's been there for as long as she has. Her and her kente cloth. Yeah. She doesn't need a virtual single. <laughs> she doesn't? Isn't that exactly what the kente cloth is? The what? The what? Which laws? The the kente cloth. Did you see that whole shit? Where, like, no, the no. whole George Floyd thing? I mean, I don't know. That's, like, the only thing I think of, like, lately. It's... But I, I mean, again, I feel like I need to educate myself more on um, exactly what uh, her record is. I think it's pretty easy to hate on on um, establishment Democrats, from my perspective anyway, just because I don't see that uh, nothing's progressive enough in my eyes. But if uh, there's a certain plan and if there's timing um, involved, obviously Biden, the Biden administration has only been in office for six plus months. Um, let's see what happens the rest of this, the rest of this year, and, and it's not an easy time to embrace all of these challenges. Um, uh, let's see. I, I do think that he's done some real good, but um, I think the the main thing, the, which is crazy to me, like you like you mentioned, is the information war that we're going through, where like no one knows what's up, what's down. No one wants to trust news outlets, you know, their government, like anything. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out. And I feel like the only way that we can move forward is making 
by making American lives better. It's like once you make American lives better, then people can fucking pay their bills and have health insurance. Like, I feel like that's how it's an investment for the future. Like, that's the only way. 100%. And like this, and I knew this, like in like the very heat of the uh, Affordable Care Act, when the Republicans, they, this is like where they, they messed up on messaging. They usually they're great on messaging, but they wanted to brand it Obamacare. And every time I heard that, I like, I mean, I don't know if I'm like just like that smart or if it's just that obvious, but I'm like, this is the best thing ever because, because everybody's going to love this like five years from now. And, 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 and the Republicans did the work for us to brand it Obamacare. You don't think there would have been a way? Cause, cause that's one thing that I, I, like you said, like Republicans are really good at controlling the narrative and, and they, you know, they'll uh what did you say just now not controlling the narrative but like branding they're like really good at that um don't messaging messaging don't you think that the democrats could be a a lot better at that too like it is my it is the thing i hate worse about the democratic party is we get our asses kicked on messaging all the time dude it's crazy um and i just to me i'm like i don't know if it's just the audience that you know Republicans carry it or two that uh, it just works that that messaging works so much more or maybe the Democrats don't care enough or maybe it's some kind of like a back and forth that they have no it's a downer this is what it is there's it, it it's an unfair ball game the Republicans are in office because they like to be in office for power so they don't give a shit what they say they'll just say things and then they'll all get on board and say it, regardless if it's true or not. Say it, say it, say it. They have no shame. The Democrats actually believe in government, actually believe in helping people. And they're not going to go up there and just say some crazy wild shit that doesn't even like make sense just so that they can stay in office for two more days. Figure A, shout out to Figure A, thanks for the dusty beat.